This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. On a cold December night, Mary vanished. She had left a note describing a last-minute trip north and then seemed to have fallen off the edge of the world. Mary's friends and family began asking around, but no one had seen any sign of her. Her own husband, a retired colonel, tried pulling a few strings, but she still remained undiscovered. It wasn't until a couple of days later when her car was found that people really began to worry. The car had been abandoned, along with clothing and her ID, on a small country road. Those with overactive imaginations began to suspect something more than a simple mistake or even a practical joke. They believed Mary had been kidnapped, possibly even killed, and they knew just who had committed the crime. Mary's husband. You see, he was already in a bit of hot water, so to speak. A few months earlier, he had requested a divorce from Mary, and in the weeks since, they had been fighting constantly. He had found another woman, and Mary was standing in the way of that happiness. If you'd asked, some of them might have even suggested that he was a bit resentful of that. It was easy to connect the dots and label him as a suspect. Which is what the police did. They questioned him and his mistress, but in the end, they didn't think that he had committed the crime. And in the meantime, search parties were expanding their reach. At one point, at least a 1,000 law enforcement officials and 15,000 civilian volunteers painstakingly examined the region Mary had disappeared from, all while being shadowed by a number of airplanes. Her disappearance was covered by the New York Times. Celebrity mystery writers even got involved spinning their own theories of what happened. And one man hired a medium to examine one of Mary's gloves in hopes that it would lead them in the right direction. But it didn't work. Don't worry, though. The story does have a happy ending. That's because 11 days after she vanished, Mary was found over 230 miles to the north. She'd checked into a hotel under a different name and claimed she had no memory of the entire ordeal. Some people believed Mary was telling the truth. That yes, she had somehow lost touch with reality for a week and a half. Psychologists call it a fugue state, where a person going through a traumatic experience subconsciously creates an entirely new reality where the stress no longer exists. But others thought there was something more going on. They believe Mary actually knew what she was doing, and that the purpose behind the whole ordeal was to have her husband charged with her murder. People who believe this theory claim that once he had been executed for her murder, she would have strolled back out of the darkness and claimed amnesia. They believe, in a sense, that Mary was a master of deception and planning, 
something pulled straight out of the pages of a dime store novel. But like a lot of things in life, we'll never know for sure, because she never talked about it or explained herself ever again. It was all just one big mystery. Whatever the truth was, she recovered nicely enough. She went on to marry an archaeologist, which I find rather ironic, because archaeologists, at the basic level, are really just people who dig around for clues that tell a story. And Mary's life was built around clues. In fact, without her, popular literature wouldn't be what it is today. She's still the best-selling author in history, ahead of J.K. Rowling, Stephen King, and even William Shakespeare, with over two billion books sold. Nearly everything she wrote has been adapted in some form or another. And you've heard about her your entire life, just not as Mary. That's because she has been, still is, and always will be, the queen of the mystery novel. Agatha Mary Christie Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. This episode is sponsored by Intuit. Here's a story for you. Once upon a time, a young woman was haunted by the ghosts of bad financial decisions, with credit card debt and an empty savings account looming over her every day. But when she tried to ignore these ghosts, they only grew bigger and scarier. And these ghosts of her bad financial decisions were stopping her from living her best life. So she decided to face them head on and take control of her finances with help from Intuit. Intuit helps you face your financial fears with confidence through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Peter Carpin was a spy. There was no question about it. He'd been captured by the French as he was trying to slip into their country in 1914, just as the First World War was beginning. Maybe his papers were clearly forged, or perhaps there was something about his accent, or the way he shifted his eyes when they asked him questions. We don't know why he was captured, only that he was. Which meant that the French had a problem on their hands. They could toss him in jail, which they did right away. But then what? Alert the Germans that their spy had been captured? 
That was only going to force them to send another spy, or perhaps more than one. The French would have to be more diligent with their border patrols after that, and no one wanted to do that. There were too many other things that needed their time and resources. There was another option, though, but it was risky. Someone proposed actually keeping Peter Carpin's capture a secret from the Germans. They could send fake intelligence reports back to the man's superiors in Berlin and try to fool them into believing that Carpin was doing his job. So that's what they did. For three years, they sent back reports, and for three years, the Germans replied with more instructions and requests. Of course, the French were feeding the Germans one false report after another, but the Germans hadn't noticed. They were even making military decisions based on those false reports. It was brilliant. It gets better, though. You see, Peter Carpin needed an income to survive in France, so the Germans were sending him money on a regular basis. Sometimes it was for his own personal expenses, while other times it was funding for the projects that they were tasking him with. And every time Germany sent that money, the French were intercepting it and putting it into a bank account. In 1917, though, Peter Carpin escaped. I don't know how, but he managed to slip out of wherever they were holding him and vanish into the depths of France. More than likely, he was going to head straight back to Germany, but without his money and papers, that was going to take some time. Oh, and speaking of money, that was when the French decided to spend the cash they'd been covertly stealing from the Germans. They bought a brand new car with it. Fancy, right? A few years later, in 1923... France sent forces to an area of Germany that the Treaty of Versailles had declared to be a demilitarized zone. The Germans had failed to make all of the World War I reparation payments that they had agreed to, and had instead formed a sort of passive resistance that was creating tension. The French arrived as a sort of peacekeeping measure. They brought the car with them, which was a bit poetic, I think. A car purchased by the French with German funds, and now it was in Germany. Now, I don't know the exact circumstances, but at some point in the French occupation there in 1923, that car was involved in an accident. Maybe it was used in crowd control, or perhaps it was just being driven through the streets like anyone today would enjoy. Whatever the reason the car had for moving, it tragically struck a German citizen down, throwing him to the ground like a ragdoll. The French driver of the car quickly climbed out, Panic and grief painted across his face and approached the body of the man he'd hit. It was too late, though. The man was dead. Checking his papers for anything that would help them contact the man's relatives and inform them of the tragic accident, the French soldiers discovered something amazing. This man they had hit, the one who now lay dead in the street after being struck by the German-funded automobile, wasn't the random stranger they expected him to be. In fact, they knew him. It was the spy himself, Peter Carpin. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, 
Stay curious.